Oh, you're going live? Yeah. Why? What were you watching there? Dude, you're supposed to tap me on the leg. Um, you're far. I can't even reach you. I'd have to lean over and you, then it look inappropriate. You actually, like, leaned away. I'm like, oh, I can't reach you. <laughs> All right. Well, we are live. Friend? Yeah, how, friend how old is she that's the question well how old does she sound an adult so i mean i hang on it's probably this like almost the same person no matter how old you are what do you mean like let's say you were like 30. if you're 36 your mom's picking you up i or like your friend i don't know all right someone who doesn't she have... could have been on the phone with uber and been like can you please <laughs> can you please pick me up i fucked up awesome yeah. well the thing is like, <laughs> like let's say let's say it's a, let's say the, the the roles are reversed right you take a shit and a girl's like i i feel like you would just get mad at the, her like what you think it was me she's like yeah my cat's dead <laughs> you think it was fucking me you think i would do that then somehow you're like all right it was me but why is your cat dead and you left? Well, that's like a the fucking kid. Why your cat's dead? Why do you still you then get reverse mad at her for a different thing? Why do you still have a dead cat's yeah, kitty litter? A million percent. That's a defense mechanism when you do something wrong. Uh, is you just got to get animated, talk with your hands, and just you ever see what's that movie? You ever see Slackers? You ever see that movie when the guys are in college and like cheat on their tests? Heard about you? Yeah, I know. Have I seen the Slackers? Uh, with Definitely like, heard of the fuck of the movie. I it's just... with like the guy from like that movie Idle Hands, Devin Sawa. He was like a kid actor, uh, and like the girl from that '70s show. Well, in that movie, they're talking about how do they get away with cheating and living how they live, right. and the guy's like, "Say it, be it, believe it." And then there's the one scene when the guy's like, "I'm a commercial airline pilot," and the girls don't believe him. They're like, "Really? What do you do?" He's like, "I'm a commercial airline pilot." Seriously, what do you do? And then he goes, "Wit ladies, I am a commercial airline pilot." <laughs> That's how you got a bitch. Um, that didn't match like what was over here. Yeah, it did. No, like getting mad at somebody for them to believe you. Well, it matched it in the sense that you just gotta own it. Can you stay with it? Yeah. Stick with your lie Like that girl I'm sure I, I, well, Did she say what she did there? Did she stick with her lie there? Yeah And then she's like Come pick me up Well oh I guess when the guy said My cat's dead That's when she was like Done There's yeah. no more yeah. Fucking with that one So I'm diving into, right. I'm diving into some Fazeberry here Ooh. I feel like this is the one I haven't tried What are you getting into tonight Stan? As far as life? Yeah Or fucking, this episode of Menace and the Man I, I mean I guess A little bit of both Like you're driving it in, just living. What am I driving it in? You're taking it. In, you're taking it in three. Oh, what am I getting into as far as that? Yeah. I'm. Oh, I'm. Just, oh, I didn't think that through. I didn't think that far ahead. You gonna play video games tonight? Possibly. 
What game? Uh, I'm probably going to be working on my Call of Duty. You just asked me before we went on air if I got the new one. I do. Yeah, we should. It was I'm, a Christmas present, I'm but down, I didn't. Uh, I'm down to squad up. I didn't get into it. I think. Depending on what time. It's already 7. Uh, yeah, it might be a little late for you. I mean, if if I'm home by 8.30, I could, I could, I could, I could uh, hop on the sticks for an hour. Have you been hopping on the sticks at all lately? Uh, what did I play? I think I played. Because I know you had a, a. I played on Tuesday. Was last. You had like some loyal fans. Like I know who dropped you. One of our loyal yeah. fans. He. Yeah. That's how we got him. Was yeah. from your Twitch. Uh, he was a big fan of your game playing. Yeah, I gotta get back on it. Well, because I got some big streamers that wanna. I mean, they don't want to play video games with me. I want to play video games with them. Yeah. But uh, they don't want to play with me. Yeah, but they said they would play with me, so I'm like, man, I gotta fucking be ready. So, uh, Phase Temper mm-hmm. wants and, to play with you. I mean, we're buddies. He he's the uh, he's the creator of Phase Clan. I don't know if you Phase Temper, I'm drinking Phase Berry right now. Yeah. Well, that's his Temper. Drink. Temper is the one who started he created it. the whole thing. I think he did like a 360. Like he became famous for gaming, I think he did a. Th- I I could be wrong, but I believe this is what I heard on the streets. He did a 360, reloaded his gun, loaded it inside the 360, and then shot headshot somebody with a with a sniper. Call of Duty. Yes, before he like touched the ground. Really. So he's like that good, like skilled. Oh, I I mean, I follow him on it. He's been gaming way more than he usually does. I've been following him on Instagram. Uh, I think it's at phase temper. Um, when is he coming on Menace and the Man? Well, the, oh, yeah, I, I told him that, too. Like, yo, man, we want to get you on. He said, no doubt. So uh, we got to get him on. Um but uh, we've talked about it before. We don't utilize our next door neighbors and the people that give us this yes, lovely studio. Yeah, G yeah. fuel enough. Yeah. But like, I just, I'm watching just headshot people and just like, Wah! and just like, as soon as he turned to just like, I'm like, how the fuck could you see that guy? You were like, your screen was blurry because you just turned 90 degrees and your fucking, you know, stick sensitivity must've been on fucking 29. Yeah. How the fuck did you? And he was like a mile away. Well, remember even like when we had Sean O'Malley on. And we, now this is obviously a different game, uh, Fortnite. But like, I remember we were like, what, what are you getting kills per game? He was like, you know, like 15, 16. I was like, like I'm getting five, you know? No, phase temper is probably. I've gotten better now, but. So I was playing with this other dude. Um, Does the dude have a name? Yeah, he's he's on my first vlog ever on the Menace and the Man page. The first video ever on on uh, Menace, 2. Menace Two. He's in it when I go in the gaming area. His name's Fapid. That's his gamer name, and he set off like so. He's playing with me. Whatever we're playing this game, and he sets off a nuke. Do you know what the nuke does? No. Game over. To get a nuke, you need thirty kills with a sh- with a gun. What in Call of Duty? Yes, the- not like thirty kills with like using your perks. Thirty kills straight with a gun, and you win. Your team wins. Like it could be like one hundred ninety nine to thirty. We win if this dude. And he, up a nuke. And he, yeah, and he set up a nuke, and he was like, "Oh, he was going nuts." He's like, "Man, I wish I was streaming." And in my head, I was like, "Man, I wish I was too." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, 
he was like, yo, Menace, I need to play with you more often because, like, when I'm playing with you, I guess I'm trying to show off and I go, I kill it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time I play with him, we didn't lose one. We just became friends? What? Yeah, yeah. Have you, on the old call, dude, do you ever play with, remember playing with a kid that was just disgusting? It was him. What, me and you played? Yeah, Fappin was his name. I don't remember. Yeah. Probably. He's nasty. Long time ago when we played that old Call of Duty. Yeah. Which one was that? It's uh, what do they do? One a year or two a year? Uh, one a year. But like different creators switch off. So like it's like it's like Black Ops then Modern Warfare and Black Ops then Modern Warfare. But yeah, well, like I was saying, this new Modern Warfare is definitely. I felt like Black Ops two, three, and then whatever one was in between that were kind of similar. And now this new Modern Warfare is a different game. Like, it's th- similar, but I feel like the the visuals, even the gameplay, it's a little different. Yeah. I don't know. I like, like any Call of Duty I play, I either fucking am an assassin and somehow end up at number one somehow. And I'm like, I don't get it. Or, actually, this is a lie. Or <laughs> I can't get anything going and I'm like. Which one was a lie? The first well, part? Well, it. Like I said, there's there's only two me. Either I'm number one or last. That's a lie. I guess I I'm probably in the middle most of the time. Yeah. But here, so you're either killing it or you're getting your shit pushed in. Yeah, but for me, killing it is just going. You know, a kill de- death Positive. ratio of one. Yeah. At least one or above. I'm like yeah. I'm killing it. <laughs> like I'm on like I'm on fire tonight. Let's go. But uh, well, that's when you feel like you're sucking is when you have that negative kill death ratio. Oh, yeah. That's when it starts to build up of that frustration. Like if I'm getting killed twice as many times as kill as I'm killing, I'm like, I need to break something. It's once you get that negative kill death ratio that you yeah. start camping. Yeah. So I was on the phone with my lady one time and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you don't understand. She's like, um, are you OK? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I just played a full game from start to finish. I didn't get one kill. That happened. That's never. Hang on. That only happened to me this one time. Oh, no. I think I got. No. I think I barbecued. Totally. I didn't get one kill. I was like, oh, and 16. And I was fucking furious. Because usually, like, once I get to, like, oh, and 6, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit in this fucking corner. I'm killing anybody who comes over here. Like, yeah. Like, I'll just wait. When you're having, that's what I said. When you're having a bad game, that's when you just can't. Yeah. And you just wait there for a second. Yeah. Like, regather your shit. But yeah. uh, Call of Duty for me is like these other games I'm about to name. Beer Pong, Darts, Bowling. Like, the more frustrated I get, the fucking worse I do. And it's just, it's a very snowball effect. So obviously, yes, G Fuel's in deep with the FaZe Clan, but this FaZe Barry is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, did I interrupt you there? No. FaZe, FaZe Clan is like uh, essentially like almost like the reason why G Fuel is, is doing as good as it's doing, I think. Partially. Yeah, well, well, I mean, obviously G Fuel has a great product and they have great marketing, but... Uh, yeah, the Face Clan had like a, a crazy following, and they signed a deal with them, and they were just blew up together, if you will. Well, I think video games and gaming, especially, you could see it like with the Fortnite World Cup 
this past year and just gaming in general, I think, is at an all-time high, right? Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Like, I guess the quality of game and the fact that now people are, are making a living or being professional video game players. Yeah. Um, and making, like, crazy money. Mm-hmm. You know? I wonder what, like, an MMA fighter who streams is making. Like, at the highest end. Well, like we said, I think the highest MMA fighter is... DJ. DJ. And we've heard that he makes more money... Playing video games than fighting? Streaming, yeah, than he does fighting. We gotta try to get him on one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and get him on Monday. Especially that we're a video game show. Like, we've been trying to get Wonderboy on, but Wonderboy teaches karate while we stream like legit karate he is an owner of a karate school upstate karate in south carolina so yeah karate not mma uh he might have an mma class but he's teaching kids karate hmm. you know how it is are you, are you, you aren't teaching anymore right no. have you completely you don't do anything mma related really other than this show right um I started going in on Tuesday nights and helping out with the sparring. You have started? Yeah, Ryan the Flair hit me up and, and asked me to, you know, because the sparring class at Long Island MMA has grown to be so big, and there's guys that have upcoming fights, and, you know, they'll come up to Ryan after sparring, like, hey, man, do you see anything I need to work on? He's like, I'm not going to lie, didn't see you. Like, <laughs> Like, there's too many people here for yeah. me to, you know. So he had, you know, the big dog come in because he knows I'm bringing something to the table. When did you go in? Last week? Two weeks ago, I think. Did you go in last week? No, I was sick. Oh. Yeah. But now you're going to make this a regular thing where you're heading in every Tuesday? Yeah, I'm going to try to, you know. Because um, I remember that was something we talked about. You want to work with fighters yeah, yeah as opposed to novices yeah and entry level into combat sports yeah speaking of ryan flair i went to his new t-spot in patchogue called island kaiva kava kava island island kava island kava yeah and uh he had a soft opening and i tried the kava and it was definitely different it's definitely i think everyone should try it do you get Fucked up off of it? No, or it's, re- I, it's, it's relaxing, not, no, right? No, it's not. Yeah, it's just kind of you, you You chill out. Yeah. I got some pretty dope sleep. And when is his? The 12th, right? February? February 12th is, is his grand opening. Out in Patchogue. Yes. Everyone should check him out. Give him a follow. Yep. So are you going to become a kava drinker? Um, I don't know. I only tried it one time. So... Shout out to Ryan and Eric Ott on their new business venture. Yep. So what else has been going on with you, Menace? Mm. Oh, I got the fucking flu over the weekend. Did that you? That was awesome. I but, saw, I don't know, I'm sure the people follow you on Instagram. I saw you with the mask and all the fluids and whatnot. And I was like, damn, is he sick? Yeah, so Friday morning I woke up and I was like, man. Like as soon as I woke up, I'm like, Man, my chest kind of feels fucking like not good. And like my throat's a little like banged up. So I'm like, ain't no thing. Whatever. I didn't, you know what it is. I didn't drink any, any water 
on Thursday. I had an energy drink, a coffee. And you're usually balls deep into the A vodka seltzer and some wine. That's it. That's all I had for the full day of Thursday. So waking up Friday, I like deserved a fucking. I think I was just out in public and, you know. So without any water at all in your in your body and everything I drank was dehydrating. Like my immune system was probably at a low. Yeah. So I was pretty susceptible to catch something. So I woke up Friday feeling like a fucking bag of dicks. Going to work. But depending on who you are, a bag of dicks might be a good thing. If you're like a feeling slu- if you're like, a slutty chick. Feeling like a bag of dicks. Okay. How does that what is I don't get the uh... In my head I just imagine like a fucking bag of hot dogs. <laughs> right? <laughs> like that doesn't feel awesome either. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so I go to work, fucking working the pole, keeping everybody turned down. You know what I mean? I'm up there for hours doing it, too. And then I come down, and it's like, wham! I just felt like fucking shit. I was like, damn, this kind of sucks. So whatever, day finishes, go home, pick up my boys, chill my boys, and I'm talking to my roommate. I'm like, man, I feel like fucking shit right now, you know? Call my lady. She's with her sisters. Like, hey, maybe she get tested for the flu. You might have the flu. I'm like, do not. I mean, do not. Bring that. Don't put bring that, that evil on. Don't, don't put that, that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I said, you know. And uh, I'm like, I can't get the flu. I'm too strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and I've had the flu before, and you fucking, it works you. Like I was like, I'm feeling like I still got a chance here. I just need a sauna sit. And, uh, so whatever, I go about my night, wake up Saturday morning, and I feel not good, real bad. Like, let's say I already felt like a seven and a half on bad, I was, I was more towards like an eight and a half, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 10 is like, I can't get off the couch, I'm dying. I was at eight and a half, so I was like. And, you know, I have my boys with me, so I'm like, I should probably... You had the boys when you were sick. Yeah, yeah. So I hit up my roommate. Hey, man, I'm going to go get checked out, see what I got. Go in there, get get checked out for the flu. And uh, P.A. George is her name. She's the, the physician. Love her. She's awesome. Uh, and she's like, are there a lot of people at your house? I'm like, there's going to be a lot of people at your house. She's like... How many? I'm like, a lot. She's like, eight, ten? I'm like, eight. She's like, tell them not to come. I'm like, well, I can't. (laughs) She's like, no. Like, how old are they? Above 65? Under five? I'm like, well, yeah, some are above 60. And my son's under five. She's like, they could die from the flu. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the people coming are coming from Puerto Rico. They're my roommate's parents. And, like, I have my kids, and their mom went to a wedding. Like, So I quarantined myself in my room. And the kids were? They, they, my roommate and. Held it down? Yeah. And, Shout and, out and to Lewis. Lady. Yeah, and Yessie. Uh, yeah, but, like, you know, my boys were just, you know, I don't really. Pretty much when I have my kids. I got to feed them, bathe them, 
And keep them alive. No, they stay alive at my house. I don't really have to watch them that hard. Yeah. You know? They play video games. They play their toys. Like, if I hear them, like, running around, all right, whoa, easy. Take it down a notch. Take yeah. it down a notch. Yeah. Because my, my older son's a tattletale. Uh, so if Bryson starts getting fucking real wild, yeah, I could he'll be like, that. Dad! Dad! Bryson's on top of the island, and he's thinking about doing a front flip onto the ground. Well, I remember that one day when your kids were there and Lewis's kid was there. And he was like, he kept coming in being like, they're not listening to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Like, I'm telling them what to do, and they're not listening to me. Yeah. Can I have a Grace South Bay Brewery beer? You can. Thank you. What would you like? That honey fucking. No more of those. Oh, you drank them all? I didn't drink them all. We had that little powwow last week with Tony, Frank. Uh, oh, after I, after I left, you guys. Yeah. I'm uh, drinking a Grace South Bay Brewery therapy session IPA. We were here for a little bit. We had some potential influencers or ring card girls come. We were here with Tom Sconzo. What the... happened with that? Did they come through? Yeah. The girls came? Yeah. Did you like anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, girls my type, so. Yeah, yeah. Go on. I had a few beers in me at that point, so I was wow. like, hey, both of you could get it. I'm into both of you, but. Two of them came. Two of them came. And two of them got the job? Um, Possibly. Oh. You know? It was funny. Like, I'm an idiot, obviously. Yeah. So I was, like, telling Frank, I'm like, if anything, the, this is number five and this is number eight on our thing. So we got to fill positions one through four. Oh, wow. And six and seven. But, nah, they were, you know, they'll probably say the same things about me. They'll probably call me number eight and be like, we got to fill the seven spots in front of this guy. But they were both cute. So they will probably be at the event uh, April 11th. And even that. <laughs> so they got the job? Yeah, they got the job. Uh, uh. Well, you know how they got the job? Frank. Frank, uh, similar to me. Girl, his type. Even though he's married. Not that he would ever cheat on his wife or anything. But he just has an eye for talent, if you will. Okay. So he was like, all right, you and you. You guys look like they'll please the crowd, please the VIP. No pictures? Uh, I could show you some pictures. All right. Yeah, I could show you some pictures. So this is where we need like a guy and he just throws fucking pictures up on the screen. Yeah. I mean, I could throw them up, but maybe, I got to lean maybe, forward and whatnot. Yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks we're going to have a guy. Yes. We're going to work our angles and get not a guy, the guy, the quattro, hopefully. And then what's, the, does Curse know how to do this shit too, right? Curse knows how to do this Would shit. Would he hang out, you think? Um, Possibly. Curse, we're calling you out. But I think Curse is actually, I, I was looking at his Twitter the other day. I think he's back in Canada. Oh, that's not good. We're, but talking, I know, about, we're talking about uh, G Fuel employees that are very smart. I know he was here and like making the permanent move. Maybe he's just back in Canada for some right. R&R, if you will. Chicken bake. But yes, we're going to get a guy who gives us graphics and all that nonsense. Um. Yeah, so I had the flu. But, like, it only held me down for, like, a day and a half. Bro, luckily you two didn't. Day, two and a half days. Luckily, get... you didn't get the coronavirus. And even the flu, like, so Is far. Is that what it's called, the coronavirus? The coronavirus. Even so far in 2020, I remember you told me, like, two weeks ago, the flu had Chris Wade laid yeah, up. Yeah. The flu had me laid up the first week of January. Okay. And now it had Dennis Bermuda. So the flu's doing pretty good Yeah, this but year. it got me. The thing is, also, I wasn't trying to, like. 
Let me be like, okay, flu's out. Dennis, don't get it. I won't get it. Mm-hmm. I'll train my. I'll work. I'll work out hard, and I'll eat clean and get mad sleep, and I will not get sick. And that worked for you. Yeah, I was just living a stupid lifestyle, eating pizza a little bit here and there, drinking a couple beers here and there, not drinking water, not getting enough sleep. The sleep is what'll get you. Not getting enough sleep. In your sleep is when you're getting the most. Is when your body does all the healing. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you don't get the uh, proper sleep, uh, which has always been one of my problems, not a good sleeper. But you know how that is. But even we were speaking of the coronavirus. That's one of your problems. I mean, I have obviously many problems, <laughs> but <laughs> that's one of them. On top of a few other things, because you know how that is. Everybody's got their their baggage, if you will. But we were speaking of the flu. We could segue into the coronavirus. One thing that will now circle into some MMA. We were talking about it earlier before we started was um, Joanna Joan Jacek. Yep. Made a little joke or some type of meme or whatever where she was in a hazmat suit. And she started making light of the coronavirus because she's about to fight a girl from China. Yeah. Wee Lee Zhang, I believe is her name. Yeah. And Wee Lee Zhang was like, "Uh uh-uh, bitch. Like, you fucked up. Now I'm going to. She was like, you can't make light of a situation this serious. I tell you what, it's 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 kind of easy to make fun of Asian people or something, I don't know, mm-hmm. or something in it. But when you make fun of them and fight them, like I know from experience, it doesn't go well. Why, you made fun of Korean zombies? I didn't make fun of them, but I made a fucking, I spent time, I made a goddamn highlight reel of me shooting zombies in Deer Park. <laughs> and like the end, I was like, I'm coming for you. And then I lost. Someone showed him that. Well, like, see, he's killing Asian people and zombies. Well, they weren't Asians. They were zombies. Yeah. They weren't Asian zombies. Yeah. Just zombies. You never saw that video? No, I don't think so. It's on the it's on the YouTube, it's on the menace tube. I might have seen it, but it doesn't it's not gelling right now. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, uh insert uh highlight. In, insert clip. Yeah. Well you see I could do that in post. Yeah, I, know. I can I mean I could do it here, but it's a little uh No. No, yeah. when I say, like, insert it here, like, do it, like... Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, who do you think wins that fight? Do you think Joanna can beat that Chinese girl? I think so. Have you seen the Chinese girl fight? No. Well, I saw her hit pads, like, fucking really fast. And I was like, I don't give a shit what that pad dude's doing. Like, that's fucking fast. She's pretty brolic. Like, she's jacked for yeah. a girl. So, I think that'll be a tough night for Joanna. I just, I just, uh, I'm definitely not racist, that's for sure. But, I remember when I got into fighting, I'm like, I will never listen to an Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just not intimidating looking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, now. The that's... only Asian dude that's very intimidating looking is a dude from Bloodsport. Yeah. The Jack. The, the fucking on steroids the fucking Asian, Asian dude, dude. Who fucking Jean-Claude. Who fucking cheated. And threw fucking sand in Jean-Claude Van Damme's eyes. And he was like. Yeah! And then fucking. Remember where his sensei taught him. And fucking started using his ears and shit. Yeah. But that guy caught a beating for being that way. 
throw in the sand in John Claude's eyes. Like in real life or just in the movie? Oh, okay. John Claude yeah. fucked him I up. Mean, honestly. Yeah. But um yeah, just we're in a weird time right now where apparently it, uh racism is existing because of the coronavirus towards Asian people or Chinese people. I'll give an example of one of my friends. I won't give him a, a, a name on Facebook. He posts like, oh, he's flying somewhere. He's like, oh, man, now I'm in trouble. And he posted a picture of his face like this. And then the next picture was the Chinese lady about to sit next to him on the plane. Eh. <laughs> he was like, oh, man, I thought, well, I, I thought I was safe. So you said you've been doing a little research on it. I go down these weird rabbit holes and I get like I, I said I get obsessed with hurricanes, I get obsessed with like illnesses and whatnot, like swamp. You stop you stop smoking drugs. Like bird flu. No, I always have been like that. Even when I'm smoking drugs, whatever. Uh. But um I just go down well, No, because I, I feel like a rabbit hole is easy to get into Weird. under the influence of I think that's racist towards potheads or discriminative. What's whatever the word would be. Stereotyping? Stereotypical Stereotypical maybe Or yeah something like that But no You can go down a rabbit hole Whether you're smoking drugs Or you're not smoking drugs I go down rabbit holes I'm buying shit Yes You're an I'm, you're an Amazoner I'll be like I need a fucking I need a lunch bag I need a lunch box Remember I'm you like, were on that But I ain't no little girl I'm gonna have a little Freaking lunch bag Over my shoulder I need a book bag You were on that uh, Rabbit hole that one time For a jacu- An outdoor jacuzzi you never made that purchase, though. Well, and here, you want to know why? Why? They don't work under 34 degrees. We live in here in New York. You know, when my, I want it for the winter. If it can't be out under 34 degrees, that defeats the purpose of me fucking having it for winter here in New York. Yes. Uh, why? Who said they don't work under 34 degrees? Amazon. Well, then you got to put it indoors. Like, uh... Rob Bones. Yeah, I just don't have space inside my house for a fucking... Rob Bones has one in his man cave, and he bangs. Well, he used to. Now he's got himself a lady friend. We gotta get him back in here. So he's uh he used to bang random chicks in his basement jacuzzi. <laughs> he's like that guy, though, like where like you go over his house, there's like a condom floating in the jacuzzi. So it's like, I'm never going in there. I know what goes on in here. He's wow. that guy But even that uh, If so A thing I thought of before When you were saying How you're Working the polls To keep people turned on yeah, So if you ever got Into male stripping You already have your uniform You would just walk out In your Lyman gear right With a big wrench <laughs> You know I got a lot of gear Yeah Nah I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd come out with a sm- Like a Small to medium wrench A small to medium wrench yeah. I don't want to get I don't think You know <laughs> I want to send the wrong message. Yeah, but yeah. you know, big what is it? Big things come in small packages. Is that the expression? Something uh, like that. I heard it's always bigger in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'll do good one day. Thanks, but man. um, what do you think of Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal's little confrontation from, I believe, yesterday? Uh I liked what I saw. So I, wa- you, I, I watched it through like three times. You kept watching it? Yeah. Cause like, you know, like when a video starts, it's already like they're already talking. Like, Whoa. But when you actually you know, turn the volume, turn off silent, like. Yeah. So it's yeah, not until yeah. like the second, third time that you like hear, hear everything. it fully. Yeah. So what 
what happened? You posted it. What? The internet went in like a little bit of an uproar about it too. Like people saying, you know, obviously Masvidal would fuck him up in a street fight or in that situation. People saying, you know, Masvidal is going to take this L when they do fight. Like stylistically, it is a, you know, if you look at Masvidal's record, granted, since he went on his little sabbatical and his game show, he seems like a different fighter, more of a killer. Yeah. And we were talking about it, how like losses, you can correct things that have, have happened in the losses. A lot of his losses are split decisions or very close fights. So I think him and Usman's a really good fight. But Well, you just spoke about how the recipe earlier before we went on air, you spoke about how the recipe to beat Masvidal to grind him out. I think Ben Askren's one of the best to ever do that, and that went a certain way. Yes, but uh, that's not happening 10 out of 10 times. In that same exact fight. I, yes. I agree. There's scenario if they fought ten times, some of those end with a decision victory for Ben Askren. I think more than I'm saying. Some, who knows how many? But I'm saying at least yeah. one, at least five, maybe you know, end with winner by decision Ben Askren. Like it's you're not yeah. finishing Masvidal. Yeah. Like Masvidal's been finished, I believe, by like Rodrigo Dam years ago, and then that uh, crazy submission Tony Mbata, like the reverse triangle in Bellator. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think he's been finished. He definitely hasn't been finished in the UFC. He hasn't been uh the closest I remember him coming to being finished in the UFC was Rustam Kabilov hit him with like a spinning back kick that he didn't even see coming and then he recovered. So his recovery is ridiculous. He's his nickname is Gamebred. It's so fitting. He's game as fuck. Like do you see Usman stopping him? Anything so. could happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah anything yeah. could happen in a fight, but on paper, when you look at those two, it's probably Usman by well, decision. The, the the new game bread, if you will, hasn't gone the like the distance really. No. So you know who knows where his gas tank is. Well, the new game bread, obviously, he says he changed a lot of things mentally and whatnot after that little sabbatical. He um lost to Maya. And Wonder Boy, decision, decision. Then he went on that little sabbatical, didn't fight for like a year or however long it was, and then he came back and he baptized Till, baptized Ben Askren, and then fucked up Nate Diaz. So of those three, the only one with the style similar to Usman, and Usman's a way better striker than him, is Askren. Right. And again, like we're saying, uh, he doesn't land that knee 10 out of 10 times. So it's an interesting fight. Yeah. I think what happened, too, at the Super Bowl, obviously the Super Bowl is a huge stage. So even I think they created like a little media frenzy with having words at the Super Bowl. I think now the UFC is going to look at that, see the little traction from that and be like, maybe this is the fight we need to push. Well, I mean, he's not an idiot. Which one? Uh, Masvidal. No. Actually, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's an idiot. But I'm like, I, I was saying that because I think he knows. Hey, let's pick a fight here with Usman. But now I'm retracting that. I think he heard what Usman was saying on the Joe Rogan show. And he's a real one. He was like, nah, 
I need to address this. I think it's turned into real beef now. I don't think he was like, I don't think he was like, yo, UFC. You know your boy Usman? I'm about to go fuck him up. If you want if you want to record it, follow me. I don't think that happened. Well, even before he went on Joe Rogan, Usman, and said whatever he said on Joe Rogan about Masvidal, Usman... What did he say about Masvidal? Well, here, Usman tweeted... What did he tweet? He What did he tweet? One second, one second. He tweeted, for all you real fans out there that know what's up, uh, Gamebred Fighter is doing everything possible to avoid taking this L. Dana White has spoken, so shut the fuck up and take this ass whooping like the journeyman you are, and then you can go fight Connor. Hashtag, once a bum, always a bum. So he tweeted that. Then, like, two days later, a few days later, he did Joe Rogan. Then on Joe Rogan, he said similar things along those lines. Like, Joe Rogan was like, do you want the BMF belt? He was like, yeah, I'll take that belt, and then I'm going to put it in my closet. Like, it's a fucking, it's a participation trophy. So shit like that. And then they asked Usman, what does he want? And Usman was like, I want GSP. And then they kept calling Connor Red Panty Night. So he'll take GSP, Red Panty Night, or Masvidal. Where I think GSP's not, you know. It's just a money fight. It's an easy money fight. It's a money fight, but I don't think GSP, you know, GSP's one of the best to ever do it, but he doesn't want that smoke. Now, I don't don't mean it in any disrespect when I say it's an easy, like, I mean, fuck, maybe he's in the best shape or whatever of his life. But, you know, when you think about time, it waits for no man. I don't care how much money you have or how much, how many followers you have, like, it doesn't, and like, I didn't think he looked fucking absolutely amazing against Michael Bisbing. You know, yeah. It was a very competitive fight. Now add two years. What? It's been two years since that fight, or a year since that fight? Two years. Yeah. It was I, competitive versus Bisping, and then he until he caught Bisping, and then he caught Bisping with a hook, dropped him, right. and then. Choked him out. But we're going to tell him to go back to 170. That was a 185. Yes. And I mean, granted, Bisping's one of the best to ever do it. That was the, I don't want to say an easier fight, but the lesser of two evils, if you will. You know, he was like, I could fight it, whatever. Not have to cut weight. And I could fight Bisping, who has this stylistic matchup. Or at that point, it was I can go to 170 and fight Woodley, who has this stylistic matchup. Yeah. And I think Woodley was a tougher stylistic matchup well, for him at that point. Well, because Woodley can wrestle like a motherfucker. Yeah. And he can hit you once and knock you the fuck, like, put you, like, snoring. Like, Bisping has power. Well, GSP was but, GSP was taking Bisping down, and then Bisping was elbowing him from the yeah. bottom and, like, fucking him up off his back. Yeah. And then GSP caught him on the feet. Well, I, I just feel like people just keep calling out GSP just like people keep calling out Connor. Yes. It's just a money fight. Like, GSP's one of the biggest fighters to ever do it. Absolutely. Let's see what GSP's following is on social media. What are you on the Instagram? Yeah, I feel like that's the gauge for 2.5 million. So he's the maybe third or fourth biggest UFC fighter. Connor's number one, then Khabib. It's crazy. He still has that kind of following. He hasn't fought in two years. 
And then I believe John Jones. So yeah, John Jones is probably number three. And then GSP is number four. And then there's a bunch of guys like hovering around a million. But so GSP is the fourth biggest draw in UFC. Despite not having fought in a minute. But even when he was fighting, he was probably well, Paige Van up there. Uh yeah, but Paige is below GSP. I is she? Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Like one point. Close. Uh, by one point, yeah. Page is two point four million. I'm I'm hanging out there a strong like twenty eight thousand. And then well Dane has got four point three million. So Dane is up there too. Well, he has all the fighter information. Yeah, and he's like the company. So it's almost like if you're following Danny, you're following the UFC. Yeah. They almost go hand in hand. Yeah. So people always calling out GSP. I get it. He's like the Connor or the money fight, as people say. But um, I don't think Usman and GSP is happening. All right. Doesn't matter the weight class. Anywhere from 155 to 185. You have to fight Conor McGregor or GSP. In terms of difficulty, who's a tougher fight? And who am I? I'm, I'm Usman? I, I don't... No, you're just a badass dude. You're middle of the lane, good at everything. I it depends know. on my skill set. Like, uh, if I'm Usman, I'd rather fight Connor. obviously. Easier matchup on the ground and stylistically. But one thing Usman said that I actually respect for him is he said, he's like, I gotta obviously, he's like, I'll fuck Conor McGregor up. But I do respect his left hand. Yeah. You know, like he does definitely have power. But then, yeah, he was saying he was like, I'll fucking... He was pretty much saying, though, I'll hurt Connor. And he was saying, like, you saw what Khabib did. Imagine me at 170. Which I could see. But at the same time, like, same thing with Askren and Masvidal. Like, anything could happen in a fight. There's a chance that Connor lands a head kick or lands a left hand... And it wobbles Usman or wobbles GSP or wobbles Masvidal. On paper, they're bigger than him. They would beat him. You know, they have a uh, a more well-rounded skill set. But in a game where punches and kicks are fucking, what changes it? I, yeah, I I think the better. I mean, Connor's a motherfucker to take down. I think Connor is better on the ground than people give him credit yes, for. Yeah. Yeah. People think like, oh, no, he sucks on the ground. Where did you see that? Because Khabib fucked him up. Khabib's really good. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you know jiu-jitsu. And even something me and you have caught flack for, for some clips I've uploaded, and like fans and casuals have said like that me and you are casuals. We don't know what we're talking about. I've heard Chael say. I've heard Josh Thompson say. I've heard Joe Rogan say. I've heard a lot of people say. Connor gave Khabib the toughest fight. And then people will say Khabib took the third round off. Why did he take the third round off? Because Connor survived the first two rounds and he had to. Yeah. And then taking it off is just you didn't put out the same output and you lost the round. Any which way you slice it, he lost the round. In my opinion. Yeah. And obviously in other people's opinions, like so who else has and even if you say Khabib won the round or you say maybe Connor won the round, who else has maybe in other than like his first two or three fights and like Gleason Tebow, who has maybe won a round from Khabib in the last like three, four years? No one. Didn't Michael Johnson wobble him? Michael Michael Johnson wobbled him, but then got, got taken down fucked up fucking, for yeah. you know. 
That's that. How, how long that fight go for? Uh, three rounds, and then he camorred him, I believe, or two rounds. Nah, and he com- did he? Yeah, he camorred him. Remember, he was saying like, "You need Give to, st- you need to stop. I, I need to fight. I need to fight Connor. The title fight is mine. You know, I deserve this." And then he would start punching him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said this before. Michael Johnson, I was riding with him after that fight, and he was like, "And I think that's. I think this is exactly why he went." down to 45 was just like I've never felt someone that strong Khabib yeah yeah I could see that but then also like just positions like physically strong or just dominated the positions and is strong well in those I've, positions. I've worked with Michael Johnson and like he's pretty strong and on top of that he's like wiry like he's like it's like trying to hang on to a wet, e- like an, an eel. He's very wiry. Cause like he just like you have this, this is going then. Like it's like something's always like you know panicky, you know. And and what I tell guys, no, I'm not trying to offend anybody or anything, but like when someone's holding you down, what would you move? As if they were trying to, like, sexually assault you. <laughs> like, you know, like, how would you get out? He's trying And to the thing is, there's no, there's not, there's not, like, if someone's doing something to you, you don't want done to you, there's not necessarily a move, like, oh, do this move, like this, you'll get, like, there's a fucking shit ton of will and, like, to get out of something. But yeah, he camored uh, Michael Johnson in the third round. And that was after, yeah, that was also like the thing that people latch on to. Because like we talked about when he was about to fight Poirier, is he's been rocked so little times that when you land a punch, that's a thing against Khabib. Yeah. Like when you even hit him, you even land a clean shot. It's like, oh my God, he got touched with something. Yeah. And he has a chin. Like Michael Johnson... Has laid out Dustin Poirier. Right. Has beaten a lot of fucking really good guys. So him rocking Khabib isn't like, oh, well, Michael Johnson fucking rocked him. It's no, Michael Johnson hit him with a straight left and fucking. Yeah, Michael Johnson puts motherfuckers to sleep. Yeah, he can crack. Yeah. And then Connor even hit Khabib with a few clean shots and Khabib fucking ate them. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there that, and I've, this is another thing we caught flack for because we said, I, Quinta. Because I went to put up a fight, but lost obviously all five rounds, yeah, but yeah. was there. And in a sport where it only takes one, if you could survive five rounds, then maybe you can make those little adjustments that the next time you fight him, you yeah. could maybe land that I mean, shot. It was the Chael Sonnen and Anderson fight. Yeah. Chael Sonnen fucked him up for Th- 24 minutes, yeah. 23 minutes. Yeah. And then the next fight, Anderson made. Well, the next fight. That's one of those things. Like when we get Chael on, I almost want to talk to him about or ask him and be like, "Do you ever think about that back fist?" Similar to Weidman versus Rockhold. Remember Rockhold? Weidman he threw a spinning back kick that like missed. Yeah. And that was the downfall, like where yeah. Rockhold started fucking him up. Chael threw a spinning back fist that missed by a mile, and then he like fell. Mm. And then that's when Anderson was like, "Oh, now you're on your back," and need him in through like a standing knee to the fucking solar plexus. Landed as flush as it gets and then started beating the shit out of him. And then that led to the stoppage. That's the worst when that happens to you. Have you ever had an instance like that where you threw a 
uh, out, oh. out of the norm technique and then you wound up having to pay for it? Uh, didn't pay for it. Didn't work out the way I wanted to. Uh, but, you know, I just am a goer. I, w- I remember going into a fight and the guy was being a fucking ninny. You know, the, 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 the weight class we were fighting at was 155. I think we talked about, like, yeah, we could do 160 or something like that. Or it was 155, and when we get there, he's like, you said 150. And the, and the guy, you know, all right. The guy leaves. He's like, all right, th- you're good. Like, don't fucking worry about that guy. Like, okay, whatever. So I'm like, this guy's a fucking loser. So I went in there. I'm like, yo, I'm going to fucking hit this guy one time and knock him out. Right, I'm gonna fucking throw this thing. So I walk out, I throw from my hip hard, like fucking everything I got. I totally miss. <laughs> and and the only thing keeping me up from falling over was how hard I threw the punch was his face, and I didn't hit it, so I fell down. Right, boom, I'm on the ground on all fours, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna clean him up, shop." So he's like, he tries to do it to me. I'm like, "You idiot." Single leg, take him down. Pre-UFC. Yeah, take him down, ground and pound, fights over in the first, like all of them were, you know. And uh, yeah, that was it. Like another instance that popped into my head was I think Ponzinibbio tried to throw like a spinning attack at LaFleur. And I remember LaFleur saying that he, like, I was like, what did you think in this moment? And he was like, not today, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, well, well, the thing is, like, with spinning movements, especially a back kick, it's a big energy movement. Bang. He tried to throw a spinning something. I forget if it was a back fist or a, a kick, and the flare just caught him and fucking yeah, dumped him. Yeah, Because I was fighting Matt Grice. We're in the third round. Like, I'm just fucking hitting him. He's throwing shit back every once in a while, and it's, like, hitting me. And I'm like, I can't even breathe. I can't. I'm like... Spinning back kick right now. I throw a spinning back kick, miss, and you know, I'm still whatever. And uh, I go back, you know, after the fight, my trainer, Keith Trimble, was like, <laughs> What? What was that? I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, The spinning back kick? What, what were you doing there? We never worked that. We never worked that. You don't do it in sparring. We don't drill it on the pads. What happened? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, in my head, if it landed, like, nice. It would have been awesome. It would have it it fucking, like, KO'd him, you know? I guess that's what I was looking for, like, in in no not be able to breathe and throw in fucking heat, like just send it, hit and be like, oh my gosh, with nothing left, he throws a spinning back kick and ends the fight. Highlight, fucking fight of the night, move of the night, you know. Yeah, didn't work out that yeah. way though. Yeah, Keith was like, what? Why? Anyone out there who's never seen that fight, that's like the, that's almost like a fight where it's like, yo. I'm not a big MMA fan. What fight should I watch? You could be like Mac Rice versus Dennis Bermudez. It's up there. It's up there. Absolutely. So even back to Usman Masvidal. Obviously, if they do fight, you're riding with Usman. 
But do you think that fight's next? Like even that, when they had the words, people were saying that, or the consensus is that Masvidal is waiting for the McGregor fight. And well, I guess the thing is, is like you can sell U- the Usman fight because he's got the title against anybody, and then you can sell the Masvidal fight right now against anybody because he has the BMF belt, the title. I mean, as soon as they fight, both of those titles become one title. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. Well, that's even what it is with that BMF title. Once whoever Masvidal loses to next is the BMF champion, right? That's what you would yeah. think. Even yeah. if they said the title's one and done, that's just how it would yeah. go. You know what I mean? So I think um, what happened at that Super Bowl thing is going to be what leads to them fighting next in the summertime on a marketing point of view I think it's a bad move because yeah you can sell the 170 pound fucking title you could sell the BMF title but also the UFC is in a little sticky situation right now where they have the alright let's so alright Masvidal fights they can't have Masvidal lose, and they can't have Conor lose. Right. Masvidal fights fucking, let's say he fights Usman. Usman wins. Now Usman has both the BMF and the 170-pound belt. Usman's feeling froggy. He fights for the 185-pound belt. He said on Rogan. I know. I know. Fight. But that's the only way the BMF title can move from the 170. He moves up to fight at 185 or down to fight 155. Loses that 155 pounder or that 185 pounder keeps their world title, but gains the BMF title. Yeah, that's the only way it could. But two takeaways from Usman on Joe Rogan: He said he would never fight Us. Um, Usman said he would never fight Adesanya because they're African brothers or Nigerian. You know, they're both from that part of the world. Their heritage. And um, he'll never fight Khabib. So, Usman's my homie. What I hear there... Well, I mean... Right now, sure. But, if he clear, if he cleans out the 170-pound division and won't go down or up, I mean, you're scared. Or you just don't want to fight your friend? Listen. Stan, how much for me to fight you right now? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, money talks. All king aside. like Yeah. But if he can get other paydays, maybe that... Or you, you think that's really what it is for him? Who would he be scared of? Khabib or Adesanya? Probably I think Adesanya. I think stylistically, have we seen anyone? Because the thing is, I think he, I don't think he can make 155. No. Yeah, so, I mean, Khabib's pretty much out. Unless Khabib comes up to 170. Or they do a 65 division, which they should. They're long overdue for. But even, um, I think we'll we'll see it. Like, Kelvin didn't try to wrestle Adesanya. Or if he did, that wasn't his game plan. He might have did, you know, shot a takedown or two. I don't really remember, but that fight did get like fight of the year from the UFC, 
recently. But um, I think Usman stylistically would be a tough fight for Adesanya. I agree. If he mixed in the grappling, though. Like, I agree. We'll see it with, what's his name? Yoel Romero, because they're about to fight him versus Adesanya. Because, like, here's this point of view. Like, all right, I'm a boxer. Cotto is the next weight class above me. Yeah, I don't want to fight Cotto. Like, we're, we're, hey, we're both Puerto Rican. Like, but at the end of the day, is Cotto fucking feeding your kids? Yeah. Or is Puerto Rico paying your bills? I mean, if they are, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not fighting him. But if they're not, hey, t- yo, Cotto, love you. Puerto Rico, love you. But, yo, I got to take care of the, you know, of the kin. Yeah. Well, something that's also going on, my phone just buzzed for it, updating me on a video on YouTube, and I see it up on our screen, is apparently Israel Adesanya and John Jones just won't stop going back and forth with each other. So John Jones, this quote is saying, Adesanya doesn't want to fight me, he is scared. And then that quote, Israel Adesanya says to John Jones, shut the fuck up. Let me do my work, and I'll come to you when the time is right. So we're going to see that. We're, if they both keep winning, we're definitely going to see that fight in the future. So John Jones wants Anisanya to come up. John can't go down. Right? Jones can't make 185. He walks like 240. Why? I mean. You think he can? Listen. When I fought 145, I definitely had way less body fat when then when John Jones fights at fucking 205. 20 pounds though. That'd be a tough cut. I think he what did he wrestle at in high school? All right, ready for this? Or college? I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you this. I've been 165 with less body fat than John Jones at two at 205. Okay. And then I cut down to 145. So you're saying you think John Jones can make 185? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. But yes, he's saying he'll go up to heavy. He plans on going up to heavyweight eventually, but he's trying to get Adesanya to come up to 205. Yeah, I see. I see the. I, you know what? I think it's. It's, it's just fun for him to talk shit. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I I think he sees that you know, John Jones shut the fuck up. Like I think he sees that's getting to him a little bit. It's like ah, let me just wake up. Like what do I gotta do? I gotta hit meds at like twelve. I gotta meet with this guy at like fucking one. I'm gonna lift tonight at eight. I got some time to kill. Well, I think John Jones <laughs> like keeps it real. Adesanya almost like trolls him. Is trolling John Jones like fucks with him like keeps poking him. Oh. Yeah. He puts up like memes so and shit. not the other way around. Um, a little bit, but I think John Jones takes it a little more serious than Adesanya. Yeah, because like I at yeah, one point well, Here's why. Here's why because like you said, John Jones isn't coming down to beat him up. Yeah. He can't. So it's just like I can keep like it's like what can you do to me? Nothing. Like I'm on this like the weight between us, this is a barrier. There's nothing. 
at, w- at one point, Adesanya posted a thing that obviously I chuckled at, and I'm sure a lot of people did. He posted like, you know how they put people put up the pictures like felt cute, might delete it later. Yeah. He put up a thing and was like, feeling cute, Michael crash into a pregnant lady later. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like trolling John Jones hard. Yeah, I did see that. But we'll do a little preview uh, Monday of this upcoming. What is this? Two forty-seven. Dominic Reyes versus John Jones. What episode is this? Sixty-three. Sixty-three. This is just us riffing a little bit. No. No. Uh, no real segments or anything planned. Even though, like I talked about before, we should start talking about some funny shit, like when we lost our virginity, things like that. But eventually, we'll get to topics like that. Well, so we're gonna have on uh, Ashley Evan Smith then, if we're gonna go that route, right? Oh, we could have on anyone. Me and you can that, just have. That's, that's her thing. Me and you almost need to have conversations that we have off air, on air, is what we need to do. Eventually. I mean, come on. Eventually. So, you want to know something funny about. So, now I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a lineman. You know. I well, heard, I heard. I'm it. an apprentice. I heard. I heard. Now you know. Anyways. Uh, so, what me and, like, the two other apprentices in my crew. We talk to each other all day in a country accent. <laughs> all day. We just up there working them lines, putting our life on the line, and working them lines keep you turned on. All right? I mean, come on. Who came up with this? It just happened. It just happened? Yeah, so it, sometimes it's tough because I'll, I'll be working all day, and I'm in my country. I, you know, I'm doing my thing. You know? So... <laughs> When me and my other homie, his name is uh, Rich, we had to get our CDL. So we had to take CDL training for four days, and then we took our CDL road test. And I'm like, hey, we had to do eight-hour days of you know training. I'm like, hey, 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 you want to only talk in our, our southern accents this whole week? He said, you bet your fucking ass. <laughs> so, we, so we had an instructor thinking – He's like, oh, you got a little southern twang to you, huh? I said, oh, you guys did it to the instructor? Yeah, the whole time we that's were amazing. training. And we had some other kid that's from another yard who doesn't know us, so he thought the same thing. He's like, you got a little southern twang to you. Like, where are you from? I said, <laughs> and it wasn't ready for it. I was like, uh, Florida? <laughs> he was like, doesn't sound like Florida. Where from Florida? I'm like, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept going with it. I <laughs> stuck with it. And he asked my boy, like, where are you from? He's like, Indiana. Whereabouts? And then he's out. He said some, I don't know, Indiana. So next time that we get a guest on that doesn't really know both of us, like a rant, we'll do that. Oh, wow. What's your uh, country accent sound like? (laughs) Come on, Sam. What what you got, bro? I mean, I could just switch up my voice a little bit and talk a little country if you need me to talk country. But a lot of times it's whatever you say. You know, like I could use country words to use my country accent. Like up there? Like up there and over here and... Over yonder? Yonder. Like a little way down that way. You know, you can say some... Dun- like, uh... <laughs> I mean, come on. Like one of my favorite things is just like, uh... Louisiana... Stand- like whatever that would be. Louisiana stand-up comedian. And like, have you ever talked to someone from Louisiana? Yep. It's... That's like the bowels of the country. 
Well, they're just like, and I got a computer here, and I can't hit. I'm hitting the button. I can't hit no no keys on the computer. You know what I'm saying? Like I I got the phone here, and the phone ain't working. You know, like they talk like that, like yeah. where you can't even understand. So what the I fuck got. I also I do the uh, Joe Dirt, aka uh, Water Boy. Damn boy, I'm running over there, boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm over here. I'm doing a podcast with boy, boy, and we over here. We talk about everything, me and you over here. We you drinking demon, old man. And we over here. And microphone. Fuck me, Cam. Sound saying. <laughs> Fuck me, Cam. Sound saying. Saying the same thing I'm saying the whole show. Cam, <laughs> sound saying. Damn, boy. <laughs> but yeah. Hang on. So, so I'm at work, right? And work, you know, for a lot of people, sucks. When I'm in my country accent, it's fun. Oh my god! I believe so, I, I could see that being fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I could see that being fun. Yeah, so. so we'll either do it for a guest we don't know, or we could probably do that for like Jessica Penne or Ashley Evan Smith. Like they would appreciate it. Like I feel like if we got on like a serious fighter, they'd be like, "Listen, you two are fucking idiots." Yeah, but, I, I'd better get the going. But we'll talk in a country accent, and we'll just be like, they'll be like, well, I thought you guys are from New York. Yeah, we're from New York, but we're from up there. We're from up there in New York. We ain't from down here. We're from up there. <laughs> you know, up there. Up, up yonder. Be like, well, I, I've talked to Gregor Gillespie before. He's from up there. He doesn't talk like you guys. Yeah, yeah well, I'm from a little more north than where he from. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm from, I'm, I'm from south New York, like south Queens. And just hit people with weird shit like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So you and Rich Davies, is that who the Rich is? Yep. You guys have a lot of fun talking country? Yep. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll do some country episodes, try to build up our... Should we have Rich in? Absolutely. Okay. Rich is the man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be three idiots. Well, let's talk, talk, talking all fucking, all stupid. Yeah, nobody's trying to hear that. I don't think they are either. Uh, they might maybe be. Maybe like you like... Get a thing made We're like country mode And then we all <laughs> We keep We hold down the podcast Like we've been But we just talk in country Okay And then like Uncountry mode okay. Yeah So we'll get into like that Country one mode on Is a button And it's and like It's highlighted up in the, in the screen Up right here Well even yeah I'll get a little thing That goes right up in there That says country mode Country mode on Country mode off yeah. And then hopefully We get people in the chat room For live or the comments would be like, what the fuck is up with this show? I've, I've seen past episodes. I didn't realize you guys talked so stupid. So we're live on... Facebook. Yeah, we, I never see any of the comments. Yep, well... Well, obviously, talking country. Our numbers went down there, but... Who do we got? Sev Grant, Lenny Lucarelli. Yo, Lenny. Someone asked... Does Usman have a chin, though? He does not. I've never seen him. Ah, he's got hit once hard. Well, I was like, okay. Who? Kobe hit him. He said that on Rogan. He said, Kobe cracked me a few times, but it wasn't like he didn't feel rocked. He felt like, oh, that, uh, you know, that 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 was hard enough. That's stunned. Yeah, but, like, you, you've seen Masvidal at least get, like, stanky, like, a little bit, right? Like, like I said, I've seen Masvidal... You seen Rustam Kabalev hit him with a spinning back kick that sent him flying across the cage, and he had a look on his face like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then he recovered though, like almost immediately, right. and wound up coming back to I thought win that fight. I thought that was another one of those fights where fucked up split decision. You know a thing or two. It, it, when we do get him on eventually, like I said, I play phone tag with his people, 
And obviously scheduling is always a conflict. We ain't as big as that motherfucker Hawani yet where people work their You're schedule out. accents now, huh? Uh, that was an accent? <laughs> that was me talking. <laughs> that wasn't an accent. Wow. That sounded like an accent? Yeah. But as we keep getting our numbers up, we'll get to that point where people rearrange their schedule to come on Menace and the Man. Yeah, for sure. Eventually. So Monday we'll be back with some gamers and some MMA fighters. My man, come on. Let's go get on. You want to get on the sticks? Yeah, let's get on the sticks. All right. Well, see you later. Well, well, wait a minute before we go. Let's talk about April 11th. We didn't talk. Let's just do a minute on April 11th. So April 11th, the New York Combat Championships. I'll be there. Menace will be there. We're, we have a lot Are of... Are we getting new suits? We're, you might get two new suits, depending on what you want to do. But I'll oh, be wow. definitely getting a suit. And then you might be getting a couple suits. Wow. But yes, we'll be at SRG Fashions. They've been waiting for us. They've been like hitting Frank up like, yo, when's your next show? I think they just want to they just want to hang out with you probably. We did look really awesome. We looked amazing and then even you remember like at the fights. Have you, you worn that that tux since? No, have you? Me either. Yeah. I'm waiting for like a really up class fucking wedding where I'm like, oh shit, they ain't ready. Yeah, but even that They like, are not ready. Like if I do ring announcing or something at another event, I'll maybe wear that. Or even if I have something fancy, I'll wear that. But next time that we do our show, April eleventh at Melrose Ballroom. We'll show up in the same shit. Yeah, never show up. I'm getting something new. Damn boy. I might go Frank and go for the white. Ooh. Yeah. The, yeah, but bro. If you're not skinny, yep, I was gonna say you that. You look yeah. humongous. You oh. look like a damn blimp. Fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. But yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Man, I th- I think I would like a nice plaid jump off. Ooh. Nice, like a loud plaid though. A loud plaid. Not like a subtle, yeah. loud plaid. Well, we'll get in there because, like I was saying before or a moment ago, remember the dude sat behind us, Geo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like, loved like a goddamn. He fucking loved us. Even when we went and got the suits fitted, both of those guys loved us. So, and as we've had Sal, SRG Fashions is a dope spot. They're in Queens. If you want to go get your own damn suit, oh yeah, fine, handmade, hand stitched Italian suits. Italian. But yes, we're gonna hit up SRG Fashions, and then we got a lot of things in the works. Not Italian off, Italian. Something you mentioned to me today, we won't name drop the people, but some of your friends, some friends of the show, maybe we'll get them to compete in a grappling super fight. Okay. I got a list of amateurs. I got a matchup from gyms all over New York State. Why won't you say, who wants to see Pat Durkin Cummins versus Gian Volante in a grappling match? Oh, I mean, I guess I could have said I it. I mean, just say it. Who cares? I almost don't want to put the things out there. I mean, if we get an uproar on it. All right, all right. One, someone's got to be the bitch like, ah, I don't want to. So I'll chop that up and get it out there. I've had Phil Baroni be like, y'all want to fight in New York. We've obviously had Gilbert Burns be like, I'm interested. And then you saw, I don't know if you saw it, Gilbert tagged a bunch of people. And, and they were all like, yeah, I fuck with that. Because remember he said on the show. He was like, I get people hitting me up and asking me all the time, get me a grappling match. When I put up one of our posts about Gilbert, Gilbert started tagging people, and they were all like, yep, I'm in. Yep, I'm in. Well, so you spoke about having two ring card girls. I thought Olive, Olive, Par- Olive Power was going to be the ring card girl. 
We're having more than two. Oh wow, wow! I think we got to, You know, we're it's the man show. We're gonna, you know, sell sex. We're gonna have wow. a little smorgasbord of women. I want what I want to have is escorts for like, the fighters. You want not escort escorts. Whoa, escorts like, like escorting whoa, them that's... to the ring. So that every fighter's getting laid. You're gonna have your own personal. <laughs> <laughs> we got a whorehouse sponsoring what if, the show. What if we had like. A ring card girl of every ethnicity. We had like an Indian one. I like where like your head's at. Asian I like one, where your head's at. Like an Italian one, like a Spanish one, a black one, a Native American one. Yes, and even like a situation like this, like am I missing one? A Persian pro- one. Probably. There's endless ethnicities. Uh, yeah, but even like you, you have a lady friend, a woman in your life. Yeah. Any one of our partners or anyone else involved with the event, they have wives and whatnot. They need to understand that we're catering to an audience. We're not catering to the little menace in you, you know, the little guy or Frank's little guy or anything. We're catering to the whole audience, the ambiance. Well, I mean, me and Frank are doing it for you, Stan. Oh, all right. That works. But even I'm doing it for my ideas are for the majority, for the core demographic of MMA, which is 18 to 34 males. And we want to have eye candy. You know, we don't want no Amish MMA show. So what I want is like in between fights, I want so a fight ends, the fighters walk out, and then right before we get the next fight on, obviously it's going to be like a minute interval or something. For that minute, there's going to be four or five girls dancing in the cage. Ring girls, valets, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Then as the next fighter walks out, I would like a girl to walk them to the ring. Then if we could have some promo girls upstairs just walking around in Menace in the Man shirts. Or New York Combat Championship shirts, you know. It's wild. Gotta make moves, Menace. Yeah, you do. But April 11th, Melrose Ballroom. Like I said, Menace will be there. I will be there. We'll be in some fresh-ass suits from SRG Fashions. Making some matchups now. I'll put it out there. I'll try to see if Volante and Durkin are into it. If, uh, hey, if you have any jiu-jitsu experience... Or well, MMA experience, DM Menace the Man if you want to throw down. If you're from out of state, I mean, if it makes sense. MMA experience. Yeah, for we'll the, fly you in. For the grappling, if you're high level. Like, I may do one or two girl grappling matches with high level girls. But then as far as guys, Listen, I want the guys to be. Yeah. But if you're not. High level, shoot your fucking shot. Get, who gives a fuck? Yep, there you go. I like where your head's Stan's at. Stan's got to fucking deal with it, not me. <laughs> Just flood his DMs with white belts. Yeah, we like that. Yeah, but if they're like, hey, I'm a white belt. I'll drive there. I got, I got three stripes, two yeah. more than Menace. You don't have to put me up. Yeah. You know, like, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll just throw them into an MMA fight. <laughs> Don't walk out and be like, I'm here to grab it, right? Nope, put the gloves on. <laughs> and then I'll have people be like, what are you, a pussy? You're not just going to fucking do it? You came all this way. Yeah. But no, nah, it's going to be a good time. We want to, like something we've seen, we saw Beckham do it, our friend Beck, Bakim. We've seen Chris Algieri do it. And we're going to follow in their footsteps a little bit, and we want to have a fight night party, if you will. So, April 11th, Melrose Ballroom. We put tickets on sale, even though we haven't announced any bouts yet. So we'll drop the link. And uh, I saw Menace share the link as well. And, uh, yeah, we're going to fill that bitch up. Yep. And it's going to be a good time. And you guys can come hang out with us. Menace will punch you, beat you up. 
Maybe Menace will fight a fan. Yep. No? Maybe. All right, well, it'll be a good time. So uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. We'll drop the the link in there as well. And you can hit them with your send-off, Menace. Well, see you later. <laughs>